Hey friends, welcome back to the Gentle and Lowly podcast. I'm Addie, your host, and today we are going to be talking about tools for reflection. Now, a disclaimer right up front, if you haven't listened to our last episode, I would highly suggest you go back and listen to that one first. Before listening to this one, you'll still get things from it, but we just really laid the groundwork in that episode from last week where I really share more of the why behind reflection and how it is a powerful tool. And then this is more of the practical application because there are so many tools and I wanna share them with you because they've blessed my life from different leaders and mentors or resources. And I've actually been able to see the fruit of them in my life and praise God for that. And they're really applicable to just integrate into everyday living. And I'm so thankful for that freedom in that. So if you're new here, welcome also. But if you haven't listened to the episode, pause this one right now, go back and listen to last week's and then welcome back. (laughs) So before we jump into our topic, we are going to do happies and crappies. Now, happies and crappies, just because this is still a relatively new segment, it's just something I do in my small group where we share what's going on about the week. And I don't have a crappy for this week, but I do have a happy. And it's one of my friends, Vicky is her name. And I love Vicky. She's awesome. She has this huge heart for Jesus. And why it's just like, so encouraging just to see the way that she lives her life on mission for the Lord is you know she's in her retirement years and age and she's just like going all in on Jesus and she's been oh my goodness I think she went to oh man Chicago Honduras India maybe she went to Honduras again like she's just been on mission trip after mission trip and I couldn't be more proud of her And also just so thankful to call her my friend. And we had a birthday party or, you know, she hosted a birthday party. And I'm so thankful to be invited for one as a young adult. I just don't have as many older friends. And it means a lot when people who are wiser and just have more experience want to invite me as a young adult into their lives. And so I'm really thankful for that. And if you're not a young adult, take note of that. Man, that's a huge thing if you just invite someone who's young and single, or even if they're young and married, like it doesn't even matter. But if they're just young, invite people into your home. Like it means the world to us. Like I can say that because I am a young adult. We just get to see what family looks like, especially when as a young adult, it can be hard to just find where you belong. And so that means so much to have people who invite us into their homes. And I just love this so much though, because we played games, we had pizza, it was so good. Oh my gosh, delicious. But we played catchphrase after opening gifts, played catchphrase, and there is another Vicky. And so my friend, Elise and I, she's been on the podcast, but we call her Vicky Vicky because there's this, in Israel, this thing like you repeat the emphasis twice, but it actually goes back to the context of the Bible, which I'll get into. 
even about that and like our future episodes about Israel, but it was really cool. So we just made a joke out of it of, okay, Vicky, Vicky, because so she's the one who is Vicky, Vicky. She's the fight attendant, Vicky. That will make sense if you listen to, I think, last week's episode or the week before that too. Anyways, so Vicky, Vicky had the catchphrase, you know, it was, it was her turn passing around and landed on her, right? And she was trying to describe this and it was so funny. There were two rounds where she had to describe Dropbox and Spotify. And oh my gosh, we were just dying laughing because she was like a spot on the rug, like spot it, spot it, like Spotify. We were like, Vicky, like what is going on? And we just died laughing, especially because even my friend Elise was there and like we're young and we're like the youngest ones there. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is just so funny. And I love, I love them for that though. And that even though our age differences, like we can find laughter and joy in the silliest things. And even if you're, you're not up to the times technology or whatever, it's okay. It's funny, but like, I love you as a friend even more dearly for that. Like, it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to, and I wouldn't expect it. But I use Dropbox in my work so much. And so I'm just like, that is just gold. I just love it so much. It's so funny. And... Yeah, so that was really good, a really sweet time with friends, and I'm really thankful for that, and just for Vicky's hospitality, and for having a birthday party, and inviting me in with other people. Like, it was just such a good reminder to get together with people, and yeah, just to have fellowship. It's such a good thing. So, that's absolutely my happy from this past week, and let's dive into our topic so I have three points for today. It's maybe more of a structured episode, but I'm really excited and passionate about these because I've actually seen how these tools have changed my life in a small but profound way. So the first one is journaling. I'm going to break journaling up into three sections of itself because it's like, okay, journaling can take so many different forms and sometimes we need a lot of structure and sometimes it's really helpful and just encouraging to have a blank page, but if you've never done that before, you can have this page staring you in the face and you're like, this is just so daunting. What do I write? You know, do I just write a letter to my dog? Like, no, that's not the point of journaling. So the first thing though, first resource I would say is a moleskin journal. It doesn't have to be a moleskin journal. That's just what I use. I found I like the consistency, the size, the pages aren't so big where it feels overwhelming or overbearing of like if I only write two lines I'm like oh my gosh I wasted a page on that especially as an artist like and creative sometimes I like to be artsy and be like oh I'm gonna use some negative space here that's besides the point but it just feels like a good size it's almost like a six by nine standard paperback book size which is just really practical to carry with you pairs well with my Bible because I always carry my notebook with my Bible typically. And so that's just something I would say and encourage like, hey, find a good journal and a notebook that you know you can order again and again once you find one. And if you really want to be creative though, then you can you know choose a different journal every time. But for me, if I chose a different journal every time, I think it would be hard to know which ones are like more my reflection journals, if that makes sense. They're not just like for chicken scratch, like, oh, I need eggs or need to get some more Coke from the store, stuff like that. 
So get a good journal. That's like the first piece of advice in that sense. And the way I approach just like structuring my journal, it is like my go-to place for my Bible time, for my sermon notes, for just prayer. Like I am a processor through and through. And so not that like verbally processing prayer to the Lord, like, you know, just praying out loud is such a good thing. And I highly encourage that. Absolutely. But for me, sometimes to get what is in my head to my heart and for the Lord to speak to me even deeper for it to like take root and just for it to actually sink in sometimes just the way that I'm wired, I need to physically write it out. And also by doing that, just preserving the words, like I'm so thankful because I'm looking here, like I'm at my kitchen table, right? And I have about 10 journals like stacked. I was like, I got to bring them all out because I just love this topic so much. But every time I look at them, there's different stickers, like even on the outsides of them, on earth as it is in heaven, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And design chats, that was one of my old podcasts. We'll talk about that later in a future episode for sure. It's so great at podcasts anyways, but like there's another sticker, get off your phone or what is it? Goldberry Books in Concord, North Carolina. Shout out to one of my best friends, Haley, their little bookstore. So it's just so cool to see like the things that you collect in different seasons. But all that to say has my sermon notes, my quiet time and any other kind of notes and things. Let's see. Like this is from a small group. I'm just flipping through one where it has, you know, a prayer and praise card. So I was going to pray for one of my friends, Hannah, and I was going to pray for her. And then it's paired with a quote on the next page from Cultivate, Cultivate Devotional, Jonathan David Hessler. Like so cool. So good just to see different things. And so that's even like reflection on a different devotional, young adults, prayers and just flipping through these things sticky notes from friends like because they're gonna go in the trash or go in a box and I like to put letters and different things in them so realistically there's a lot of freedom with how to do this I mean I even like write out scripture that like God is like Addy put this in your heart or I just need to like we rewrite it or even worship lyrics and stuff too um there's even this question I wrote How does Christ's perfect obedience free you to live in obedience to him this Advent season? So this was in, yeah, Christmas time. And I just wrote a thing about it. So good. And so, like I said, a lot of freedom. Don't get hung up so much on, oh my goodness, I have to fill the whole page or it has to look exactly like that. Or I need a notebook for my prayer notes and my sermon notes, like all those things. If you want to do that, if that helps you, then do that. But don't be so intimidated of doing it the right way that you're like, oh man, I'm just going to buy this journal. I'm so excited and then I'm going to regret it and then it's just going to stay there. Yeah, actually use it, you know, put stuff in it. So that would be the first thing. Get that journal, get a good one that you're like, this is the one for me and don't be afraid to start. Yeah. So that is the first thing. And kind of within that, even as I was flipping through, this was one exercise I actually wanted to take some time and slow down and talk about 
where it is called just like a daily gratitude exercise. And it's not just, oh, I'm thankful for this, 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 which is a good thing. Like, and that's part of this exercise, but it takes it one step further. And I actually got this idea from a podcast. I mentioned it last week also, but the focus on this podcast and it was Blake Stratton. So thank you, Blake, for teaching me this. I'm really thankful for this exercise. And as I'm reading through these, I'm like, man, I got to bring it back. So what it is, it is a list of four things total. And the first two are two things you're grateful for or you're thankful for. So in this example, I'm just looking over. I wrote down two things I'm thankful for. One was about work. One was about my friend and just catching up on a long phone call. And I'm thankful for friendship. Like it can be so simple, but even like... I looked through earlier and it's like, oh, I'm thankful for the weather today. Like it, it could be that simple. So it doesn't have to be super deep, but whatever you want it to be, but try to make it specific, something specific like from that week or from that day. It's really just trying to help you focus in on what are the things that are happening in my life today, now, and really like how can you grow in contentment and joy in the season that you're in. So then the next part on that list, so technically it's the third thing, but it's the second, it's the second category. So it is one thing you are proud of and it is like a tangible action you took that day and technically it would be from the day before. So you think about the day, you know, what you did yesterday and it's like, oh, you know, like I actually crushed it in that presentation yesterday or man, like I'm really proud that, I don't know texted my friend and we set a time when we're going to go get lunch or something. It can be so simple, but whatever, taking that step, like whatever it looks like for you to take a step forward or to take action, you know, like that is something to celebrate. And so it's just growing in the discipline of celebrating. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about celebration. Yeah. The last thing, number three, which would be number four on your list, is one thing you're looking forward to. So try to find something specific to that day or the weekend or the week. And so one of the things in this example, I think, yeah, I wrote here, I'm excited for this weekend in our new series launch on our message series, Hope. So simple, right? So simple. And then even the next one, it was the next day, I'm looking forward to getting my house in order and working on setting my annual and quarterly goals for 2021. A couple years ago, but how cool. Like, I'm so thankful I wrote these things down to see what was I doing each day that helps us grow as individuals and grow towards where God is leading us. So just to recap, the first thing is two things you are thankful for. The second thing is one thing you are proud of a tangible action you took that day or the day previously. Number three, one thing you are looking forward to. And once they're all done, you'll have a list of four things. Okay, so the next part within journaling is the five-year journal by Levenger. It's like the Levenger five-year journal. Craig Groeschel uses this journal. I think he talks about it a lot. And one of my pastors... Cameron Clark he uses this journal and he's referenced it in his messages and I asked him about it and I was like hey like how does that process work and I was really intrigued by it 
but a lot can happen in five years because like I'm here and like I said, looking at my journals and this is all four years post-grad and I'm so incredibly thankful that I have these journals and I even have more, you know, that because last week, yeah, our episode last week, I referenced that I started journaling in like eighth grade or freshman year of high school is like right on the verge of that. Like actually seriously writing out my thoughts and my prayers and small group time or my quiet time, those kinds of things or sermon notes. So I have plenty more, but these are just like the consistent ones <laughs> that like where I'm really, I don't know, I'm just thinking like, man, I'm so thankful to see such a collective use of time. And I have more from when I was in college from that season. And it's so cool to vividly see like tangibly, like how time is represented and see all these words and pages that God has filled so beautifully. So a lot can happen in five years, but if you're thinking, Addy, a whole blank page, like you mentioned earlier, like a blank canvas, that's just way too overwhelming, then this might be a really good option for you where it's like, it's only one little line and Cameron did it in a really strategic way where it was like something that was happening that day, what he read that day, like in scripture during his quiet time, what stood out during that time and maybe something he was thankful for it kind of guides you through it but I think he tweaked it a little bit and I liked how he did it specifically so that is just a really good resource and it's more of a kind of guided journal where you're like okay I can take you know a minute or five minutes out of my day and do that so that's a great resource I've yet to get it, but I want to get it as soon as possible. Our next one is the full focus journal. I mentioned this last week and now we're going to talk about it. And I'm so excited about it because this journal, realistically, it's more geared towards business owners or executives, any kind of individual who is looking to find a work-life balance. Like that's the whole thing that they do at Full Focus Co., Previously, Michael Hyatt and company, if you know Michael Hyatt, this is some of the great resources that their team has just put together. And so I've used this journal. It is more time consuming in a way where it's more than just like the five year journal, but less than maybe like what I do personally with like my journal time. So I like this though, because it really helps you like kind of stay on track or focus because it gives you different questions. And so it just has the date and asks you these questions. What's been happening? What are some recent wins? How are you feeling? What are you grateful for? What are you learning? What decisions have you made? What can you do to advance your goals? Is there anything holding you back? And then this last question changes every single day. It's at the end of the page. And then the second page has a quote at the top, a different quote every day. Then it's just blank. So you can, it's like more of the prompting and the launching question for you to really dive deep on and stuff. It's really good. So the example in their image online is how are you creative? And I love that. And then the quote, it's so good that they have different quotes. It says, don't let anyone rob you of your imagination, your creativity, or your curiosity. May Jemison. Yeah, May Jemison. That's it. So that's just one example of one page. And then they also have this thing included in it where it's monthly reflection, summarize your month in three words, summarize in a sentence or two, list three highlights, 
What did you learn about yourself, others, and or the world? What, if any, key decisions did you make? That can be hugely important and influential. What was the most empowering thing you did or thought had this month? What would you do differently? How? What are you looking forward to next month? And even in the beginning, there's a section also for goals, different things like that. If you pair it with the full focus planner, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I also love this section here at the end. It has different icons and things. It's really cute. And so as a date, item, rate, so like a rating or whatever. So it's like a dinner, a calendar event, relationships, travel, a little plane, a little book. So what you're reading, music, listening to, it's cute, movies, TV, and art we're creating. And so I love that it's an experience tracker. Super cool stuff. But like all of these resources, all these tools, they take intentionality and some commitment. But this one is a really great resource if you're just looking for more of that guided kind of approach where it's not all blank. You're like, oh man, I actually wish I want to reflect on what I'm learning and what I'm doing. And I love this because it's how do we make the practical like a reality? Like how is it actually moving us forward? And so we can fix what isn't working to help us grow in the future and not waste our time in the future to be better stewards. So... Our second resource is guided prayer. Now, this can look different and you might be hesitant at first to consider this or to think about this because it sometimes it feels uncomfortable or you can think, is it really authentic? And for me, my approach to using different liturgies, that's really what I use, our different liturgies, is when I don't have the right words or not necessarily the right words, but like, I don't know where to start my words or it's just hard. I feel overwhelmed or a little confused and I just need the Lord's help. And I go to, my first resource is Every Moment Holy and I have the first and second edition. They're releasing the third one. I think it's available for pre-order, which I'm just so excited to get because I love these books. And It's just other believers who have written these liturgies. They prayed over them and they're just really good prayers. So some of my favorite ones that I personally go to, they have this whole section about the hours and stuff. And so the first one, a liturgy of the hours daybreak. And so this is a really good one just to like have your posture about your day as it's beginning And it always has a verse like to like insert scripture here. So like that always changes. And then what I do is I use the verse of the day to help guide that. Then there is another one where it is, oh, let's see. Yes, a liturgy before serving others. Page 155. I love this one because it's anytime before I'm going to go serve or I just need to be in that heart posture, what does it actually mean to serve and to look to Jesus to serve and to go out into the world like him? This is one of my favorite liturgies to remind me of why I serve and how we're not serving for the praise of man. We're serving for the Lord. And through our service, like the warmth of Jesus will go forth and he's the one who penetrates and just breaks people's hearts that are cold because the light and the hope of Jesus 
is shared through our hospitality and through our service. So that's another one I love. Then the third one I'll mention is uh, a liturgy for first waking. It's like a shorter version of the hours one, but it's just a very short one. I really want to memorize it. So then it's like when I wake up, I just have it there because it's just such a good posture of, okay, if I only have five minutes, I can go through that and continue with the day of like the things God has called me to do for that day, but have a kingdom mindset and not forget the truer work that I'm called to do with him. So that's a really great resource. The first volume, it just covers a range of topics. Like there's just this whole range. But the second volume is more for grief, sorrow, like lamentation. And that is just a really, I think it's a really good tool and a guide when we really don't know the words to begin those prayers for the things that happen in life. And when we think or when we feel that God isn't near, like those prayers and those words that people have prayed over and labored over, they help us. They help guide our heart and reposture us to align with the heart of God and the mission of God, even when we are aching for heaven today. Yeah. The third edition, I forget what it actually is all about, what their focus is for that, but I know it's blue and it's going to go on my bookshelf. So I'll link all these, obviously, of course, for you guys to review. The second liturgy that I also use, it's a smaller book that could just be in my backpack. You could take it overnight, different things. Every moment holy, I will say, they do make like mini travel versions, which is great. But this one is really good. It's just called Common Prayer, a Liturgy for Ordinary Radicals. And I love this one because it's just more of almost like shorter poems, they almost feel like. But they're still rooted in scripture. They're still prayers but they're just simpler and not as lengthy or long in that sense where they just feel like they're just short prayers that you can you can choose to be radical in your ordinary everyday life. That one I haven't used nearly as as long really as Every Moment Holy, but I got the resource recommended to me by a pastor of a different vineyard Oh, I think I remember her name. Amanda, I believe, from Branches Vineyard in Warsaw, Indiana. Yes. So thank you, Amanda, for that resource. Super good. So that was only like, I think in April (laughs) that I got that resource. That resource has been a new one I've added to my collection. So I haven't practiced it or haven't made it a discipline as much. And so every moment holy is just the one I usually go to because it's the one that I know. But so far, I'm loving it and I highly recommend it. So our last tool or our last series of tools is maybe it's not so much of like a spiritual focus, like a spiritual discipline, but I think it's a really good analyzation almost of where we can just actually like take apart how we're using and stewarding our time. And time is one of our greatest resources and I've learned a lot by practicing these. And I it, I will say, it is a lot of discipline to do these. And I just looked back at my planner. And truth be told, it will almost be a year 
<laughs> since I haven't used it. So it's been a long time. So it is hard. Like it's a commitment like anything. But I'm looking back at these things and like, man, that was really helpful that I did that. So let's jump into this. There's three in this section. So the first one is weekly preview and quarterly preview. Okay. The first one is weekly preview. So like I said earlier, Full Focus Co, they make these intentional, great resources for helping people win at work and win at life, like finding that work-life balance. And I've really been a believer in these tools because I've personally used them and it's hard to do because people even have said to me, like Addie, that's really disciplined. Like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, I make time for it. Like it goes in my schedule to do it. And I'm just realizing now, like, man, I need to figure out a way how I can integrate this back into my schedule because it's really good. So the weekly preview is inside the full focus planner. And it is a review at the end of the week. And it's almost just like a, I don't want to say like an audit because that makes you think of taxes kind of, but it seriously is like a weekly audit. <laughs> and so in a snapshot, it's just like, okay, what went well? What didn't work? What will you improve? What will you keep doing? What is something, you know, you want to change or do? So like, I love this, but I'll go through it quickly. Let's see. So step one is like my biggest wins. You list three to five major accomplishments from the past week. Just like boom, boom, boom. Step two is after action review, refer to your last weekly big three. So the weekly big three, it's like, what are the three things that need to get done this week to make this week a success? So it's three things. You're like, these have to get done for this week. Like we can't put them off or it is going to make this week a success if you check them off your list. The first question in this step is how far did you get? What worked? What didn't? What will you keep? What will you improve? What will you start? And what will you stop doing? This question right here, game changer, total game changer, because it actually helps you like realize, oh, what am I doing that's working? What do I need to stop? What do I need to keep trying to improve at? And sometimes there's some weeks where I'm like, I'm writing the same thing, get more hours of sleep. <laughs> and it's okay because that's my goal. And eventually like it's right there in front of me. And so I'm gonna continue to be diligent in that. And I'm just remembering that's mostly what I would always write. But there's a lot of good things in that just because it's not where you're like, oh, we're back in January. Like a whole nother year goes by or at the end of December. And it's like, man, actually that wasn't working for six months out of the year. This helps you counteract that so intentionally. So good. Okay, and then step three is it has this list sweep thing where it goes through any like deferred tasks, any tasks that you didn't complete, delegated tasks, so any tasks that you gave to other people, you refer back to your daily notes, and then your goals. So it's just a little recap and just going through your notes, going through your past week and be like, okay, let's shift everything over to the next following week. Then step four, I love this one, the weekly overview, so good. List important events, deadlines, and tasks in the upcoming week. Use the weekly view on the next page if helpful. Have it right in front of me, so good. The personal, there, there's a big personal section and then a big professional section. And then, oh my gosh, yeah, this is my favorite part actually. 
where it has Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they're all in blocks. And this is what I will do is I'll write the date of each day and then I'll list out my daily big three for each one. So for each day. So Monday, okay, I have three things I'm going to do. Boom, boom, boom. That's what they're going to be. And maybe Friday, I don't know yet. I'll at least put one that I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that day. And then Saturday, Sunday, they might be looser. You could choose not to do anything. But I put like important things that are on there. My daily big three. And then it's, oh, if I have another birthday party, right? Or graduation party to go to. Or I'm going to go get dinner with a friend. Something like that. Those are going to go in this section as well. So step five is the weekly big three, which we referenced a little earlier, where it's what needs to get done now for the upcoming week to make that week a success or it needs to get done like it has to get done this week. And then step six, a self-care planner. And this is awesome because they break down different categories into sleep, eat, move, connect, and relax. And that's it. Then it just goes to Monday. So it is a big undertaking. It can feel like a big undertaking, but I promise you, friend, like it is so helpful if you want to intentionally analyze and reflect on your time to see how am I using it well? What were some things that actually went well this week and what do I need to change? And honestly, like I look back at my calendar and then pair it with this. It's almost like a dual hybrid system. But even when I'm doing it, like it's still a posture of Lord, like this time you've given me is yours. How am I going to steward it well for you this week and for your kingdom? And sometimes I might forget that, but I'm hopeful that by sitting down and doing the practice, like getting into the routine of it, that the Lord is always like, yeah, Addie, actually you need to improve, you know, on maybe getting up earlier or being more intentional with your friends. Like the social part is non-existent or you've been too busy. So It's a really helpful tool to reflect on your week and to set you up for success for the next upcoming week. So that's the weekly preview. And then there is the quarterly preview. So take the weekly preview, but think of it for a whole quarter view. So this is absolutely more business mindset. If you run on quarters, you could do semesters, but they strategically break it up into quarters. That's how the full focus system operates and runs. And it's great. And a quarterly review, it takes longer amount of time, but you look at the last three months, each quarter is three months, and you look at what worked, what didn't, what can I improve, what I need to stop, what do I need to keep doing, all of those kind of questions, but more of a high level view. So you're almost like that, almost in the treetops, that 30,000 foot view almost. And then you could even go further in like a whole year. But really the quarterly preview is, okay, let's forecast and plan out the next three months. What are the important dates, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, time off? Like it just helps you get your life in order and to, I'm going to say it again, to be a good steward of what God's given you. And lastly, I have one more tool and this might be especially helpful If you have been feeling like the weekly preview and the quarterly preview are just too much or you're not looking to do that or to jump into that right away, like Addie, maybe I just need like a simpler time audit thing. 
then I would highly suggest this because it's a free resource from Full Focus Co. And it is the ideal week. This is an awesome tool. I've made new spreadsheet after new spreadsheet almost like every time like I'm in a different season. And it's actually helped me steward my time a lot better. So the ideal week, it is a free PDF. And honestly, it just helps you break down your week of if we can plan like the perfect week, not the perfect, but the ideal week, that's what it is. Then what would that look like? So it's like, okay, Monday through Friday, if you have like an office job like I do, then you're going to be in the office, you know, 8.30 to 5. But realistically for me, I'm going to be going to work at 7.30, sometimes 6 or 7, depending on when I need to get there and stuff and Kodak, take my dog and drop him off. So it could be basically from 7 to 6 p.m. or 6.30. I'm pretty much unavailable and I'm doing work. If you run and operate your own business or if you are an executive or something, you're high up in management or your supervisor, then they really encourage you to like time block your days and different things. I'm like, okay, this is when I'm going to work on expense reports or this is when I'm going to work on writing. This is when I'm going to work on the podcast and stuff like that. So I try to do that, but I just don't have that much autonomy of like, I'm going to take the first half of the day every Monday, work on blogs or something. Like that's not what I do for my job. So just an example, but it really helps you look at your time and how you're spending it. Almost think of it like as a time budget just for each week. So it would go something like this. Okay. I have work in the week, wherever my work is. I have church on a Sunday and that takes up a good chunk of time because you have church and usually lunch, right? Or you get brunch. And then it is whatever ministries or small group, whatever I'm involved in. And then it could be Sabbath. You block out the whole day. We're going to do nothing or leave it empty. And that might sound like a lot, but you're being able to visualize. And by doing that, it will help you create space for margin in your time, in your week. And the last thing within the ideal week is they have these different stages and almost themes. And so there's different days. So Monday through Friday, it's like I'm on stage or like it's front stage. So you're front and center and you're like, you're on stage, like the play's on. Backstage might be when you're not necessarily on, you're not in the front, but you're not totally off stage where it's just where you're just resting or there's looser structure for the day. So I know those were a lot of tools. Like I said, reflection has been a big thing in my life and I'm really thankful for the people who have encouraged me to journal and how it's just grown throughout all these different tools and from a lot of different leaders and I'm really thankful for their leadership and their willingness to share these tools like I said. So I hope that you can find one tool you can try this week. That's my goal in sharing this episode and sharing some of the things that I personally do, whether it's journaling, guided prayer, or a weekly preview, or an ideal week. Hopefully, you can find one, one tool you can try to practice this week 
and let me know about it. Like seriously, let me know what tool you picked, even if it's small, even if it's just like the daily gratitude exercise within journaling, or if it's like, hey, Annie, I got a moleskin and I got some stickers and I'm so excited. Like, do it, you know, tag me in it, like tag us in it because that'd be so fun because that is all what this podcast is about is continuing to discover the ways that we can continue to carry the gentle love of Jesus and reflection is a powerful tool because it helps us see who God is creating us to be and to steward this very life so intentionally. Yeah. So that's why I'm passionate about it. And I'm really thankful for you listening, friend. I know this episode was a longer one, but we just had a lot to unpack. (laughs) And so I'm thankful you're here with us and you stuck it out to the end. And speaking of loving the podcast, if you do love this podcast, if you could take 60 seconds and go over to Apple Podcasts and just go leave a review, you know, like you're texting a friend and just send me a message. Basically, you can say like, Addie, this is really good. I'm so excited to do this or try to implement this in my week or just something you learned or maybe what your happy and crappy was for the week or maybe just the happy, you know, whatever you want to do. If you just leave a review, it seriously helps us out so much because our podcast is still really new and we want more friends here at the table. I say that almost every time, but it's so, so true. And I'm really thankful for you and for you listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week, friends, and continue to carry the gentle love of Jesus wherever you are.